Broadcasting live from Business Radio X Studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Learning Insights. Featuring learning professionals, improving performance to drive business results. Welcome to another exciting and informative edition of Learning Insights. This is your host, Stone Payton, and in the studio with me this morning is my good friend and co-host, Lee Cantor. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Mr. Stone. How are things in your world? I am doing very well and uh, excited about this segment because we have one gentleman who is no stranger to the Business Radio X microphone who's been with us uh, before, and we have a new friend. Uh, Please join me in welcoming two gentlemen from the Atlanta chapter of the ASTD, the president, Mr. Richard Fletcher, and VP of Programming, Doug Samuels. Welcome to the show, gentlemen. Good to be here. Good morning. Thanks for having us. Well, we are delighted to have you. Uh, Let's start with you, Richard, if we could. Just uh, a a quick overview, mission and purpose of Atlanta Chapter of ASTD. Yeah, the Greater Atlanta Chapter of ASTD is one of 128 chapters that ASTD National has, and we're so proud to say that we are the largest chapter of all of them. We have probably about just shy of 800 members. Uh, We probably serve... 1,500, 1,600 professionals in the Atlanta area that they're not all members, but we have a pretty wide audience of workplace learning and professionals. And what we really try to do is give them networking, development opportunities, and the chance to improve themselves so they can provide value back to their organizations. And I would say that we have probably the biggest slate of programming, which I'm sure we'll get to in a minute. Um, Also, we have probably about 50 organizations that join as members, like a a UPS or a Turner Broadcasting, where they they don't join as an individual, but their company joins, and we serve a lot of them, too. I wanted to make one note that uh, probably the two things that we do best is, one, we bring people together, we connect others, and we have a fabulous board of directors that are all volunteers that run probably the best chapter in the country, and we also need about 100 volunteers. So if someone wants to join to develop themselves or or learn the best practice in in training, uh, they can also volunteer and build up their uh, skills to do that because besides programming, another fabulous component of our chapters, we have a huge community relations uh, arm that is involved with nonprofits and uh, alliances with other like-minded organizations. So just a great chapter to be a member of. Now, Richard, your day job's with Zaxby's, right? That's right. So um, you're at Zaxby's running their, their learning, or you're helping with that, and you're you're doing that, and then you have time to be the president of this organization. It's that important to you from a career standpoint to, you know, to carve out a big chunk of time? Because this isn't something you're just winging every meeting, right? This is something you spend some time. It's important to you in your career. Yeah, I I think that the executives at Zaxby's Franchising see a high value in, in their leaders belonging to organizations. As a matter of fact, it's been proven that those professionals who join professional organizations tend to do better in their jobs, tend to bring more back to their organizations, and at the end of the day have not only more fulfilling but a, but a better career. So that really is one of the benefits of joining, and I personally get a lot out of it. You know, it's one thing to work on things day-to-day that are required by the business, but it's nice to to go to a, an organization like ASD Atlanta and maybe work on stuff that your organization doesn't need you to work on, so you expand your skill set. It's always great to challenge yourself anyways, and our chapter gives that opportunity to, you know, hundreds if not thousands of workplace learning professionals in the Atlanta area that, that may want to work on something that, 
it, that interests them or try something out in a smaller way. Now, can you share maybe a way that your involvement with ASTD has benefited Zaxby's? Yeah, uh, my current role at Zaxby's is um, in charge of talent management. Um, what what I like to say that we do is is we make sure that the 20,000 team members at Zaxby's uh, produce indescribable food, and a lot of that's training and development. And you know, I like to joke we we ensure we put every calorie possible into every item that we make. <laughs> And we just execute in a great way. So in the past, when we were at 30 units or 100 units, and now we're at 580 almost, um, the company has grown. I've grown. And some of the skills I learned being a member of ASTD and being on the board translate well to collaboration and teamwork back at the office. And the executives support that. They see value in that, and they recognize it. And it, to me, it's been a big part of where I am in my career with Zaxby's also. So you would recommend that if a company is growing, even though it might seem that this is just another thing on their plate, it might be worth the leadership kind of getting involved in, in ASTD to bring something to the table that could help them in their growth of their company. It's definitely, it's definitely worth going out from your company, joining an association, going to a conference, and bringing new ideas back. That's definitely a plus. And let me just say that Zaxby's sauce rocks. We have an entire drawer in my kitchen solely dedicated to Zaxby's sauce. That's where that sauce went. <laughs> He's been looking for that. Uh, so, Doug, VP of Programming, uh, that's a, a little higher level of involvement than simply agreeing to bring the ice. Uh, so, so some of these things must be true for you as well because uh, you're VP of Programming, uh, but you're also out at uh, Georgia State uh, educating our young folks, aren't you? Well, uh, I'm actually not uh, an educator there. I'm on the staff at Georgia State University, so we bring a lot of organizational development uh, consulting services to the university. University, and we also manage uh, some of the soft skill uh, instructor-led training that's on campus there. So tell us a little bit about the programming at uh, Greater Atlanta ASTD. Well, the, the programming is kind of divided into three separate uh, areas, chapter programming, professional development, and our SIGs and gigs. Uh, Richard actually had a wonderful idea to restructure the executive board this year. We reduced the size. I think we were 11 or 12 last right. year, somewhere around there. And now we're down to six or seven folks. And, of course, the less folks you have at the table, the easier it is to – or perhaps the easier it is to make decisions. Uh, <laughs> but uh, he, he grouped all of the chapter pro, – uh, all of the programming elements of the chapter under one person. So, uh, as I said, I'm, I'm responsible for chapter programming, SIGSA gigs, and professional development. We have a director of each one of those areas, uh, and they're doing a, a, a fabulous job. What's an example of some of the programming that actually um, occurs? Well, the uh, let's take professional development, for, uh, for example. We have a, a full slate of... Uh, of uh, events planned uh, for the year. One of the things that we did within the last couple of weeks was bring a couple of uh, experts over from uh, England to put on a workshop on 10CAN API, which I'm told is the new uh, SCORM for those of you out there that know what SCORM is. Uh, and it was very successful. Uh, we had uh, good attendance both from the chapter members and from the metropolitan area. So those are the kind of things that we bring to uh, to not only our members, but we do open it up to non-members as well. So you're going out there to the marketplace and you're finding what interesting or innovative things that are happening out there and then you're trying to bring them down to Atlanta? Yeah, I'd, I'd say that's a good description, yeah. Yeah, i like to add, you know, training for years has been about bringing a group of people together to an office or a classroom 
and keep them there for four days, and that just doesn't work any longer. No one has time to go to training. It's expensive to travel. So we're really excited to be involved in an industry that helps people perform better, number one, but now we get to play with all the latest technology available. So distributing learning over a podcast or a radio show or um, social media and what Doug referenced, Tin Can API, is is just a way of tracking activities people do. Like if they go watch this pot or listen to this podcast three times, we can maybe track that and give them credit for learning. Uh, so folks don't have to be in the same place anymore. And I think that's something that's tough for a lot of folks in our industry that remember it the way it might have been, you know, 10 or 20 years ago. Training and performance improvement is not the same. And our chapter brings thought leaders best practices and new ideas. So we really have a great way to share what's new and exciting. Yeah, we also collaborate with other uh, groups around the Atlanta area. For instance, uh, one of our SIGs, the SIG is a special interest group. We have six of them. Uh, One of our SIGs uh, collaborated with the the Adobe Users Group here in Atlanta, and Mm -hmm. we put on... uh, uh, I'm not that familiar with Captivate, I think, uh, is uh, one of the Adobe products. But anyway, they, uh, we had a joint meeting where we had like 175 people uh, attend. So uh, that's one of the other aspects of the programming that we provide. How do you, as an association leader, um, kind of integrate this technology? Because like you were saying, training and development has changed since there was one guy in the back of a room and everybody feverishly taking notes. Um, does the, the association's meeting and interactions also have to change in order to kind of be congruent with that new way of learning? Like now, do you have to do more mobile and webinars and things to give people the opportunity to access the programming from the variety of means that they're doing their training now? Yeah, I would say that's uh, that's a, that's very accurate. One of the things that we're doing in professional development is putting on a uh, study group for ASDD's uh, certification called uh, CPLP, Certified Professional in Learning and Performance, I believe that stands for. Uh, And it's a 10 or 12 week uh, study group preparing attendees for the certification test. And that is done, our first meeting was in in person, but all of the uh, events are going to occur as webinars. So we have uh, quite a lot of attendees from across the country. Uh, attending that. So, yeah, we're we're incorporating that. So, SIGs and gigs, that uh, rolls off the tongue pretty well. What, tell us about gigs. Uh, well, the gigs, the gig stands for a geographic uh, interest group, and we have uh, four gigs uh, in Georgia, one in Savannah, one in Macon, one in Athens, and one in Columbus, and they uh, experience varying degrees of success. But basically, it's if there's a group of learning uh, professionals in uh, a particular area that are interested in collaborating and getting together, uh, we kind of tap into that. And as a gig, we provide a lot of support to them. Uh, to become a chapter in ASDD, there's a lot of hoops you have to go through. So uh, for those folks in those areas that don't want to go through those hoops, and one of those is a financial hoop, uh, a uh, becoming a geographic interest group associated with ASDD Atlanta is one of the ways to do that. So then they get some of the benefits without having to kind of uh, put some resources towards yeah. it. So they can kind of join your group without actually having to geographically be in near your group. Yeah, in, indeed. Um, and 
one of the things that we're looking at doing is providing a little more benefit to them. They're not in Atlanta, so they can't attend our SIG meetings, which right. are typically local. Uh, but they have their uh, bimonthly uh, gig meetings. So there's certainly no excuse for not plugging in. If you're a member of ASTD, there's just a, all kinds of oppor- opportunities. I can envision, for instance, uh, let's say we want to get a, a better handle on utilizing mobile. There's probably a group getting together talking about mobile technology or a, group, a geographic group, and maybe I can say, hey, could we talk about mobile next time we get together? Uh, how about, Richard, a, a brand-new member, though, uh, how do they plug in? Is there some sort of formal structured process to kind of help them get acclimated? Right, like an ambassador that walks them around and gives them the lay of the land? Well, the the answer is no, there hasn't been, but we got some exciting news that this year we are we have secured a, a volunteer to be a director of volunteers. So when I mention being involved in an association helps you, it only helps you if you are involved. So <laughs> we don't want point. that's a good tip. We, yeah, right. we don't want we don't want folks joining and then just reading the newsletters that come across or acting like a seagull, you know, just hovering over and just kind of looking around to see what's going on. We need we need we need members to land, to become involved, and as I said earlier, we have we have great community involvement projects. We have the need for over 100 volunteers to run our chapter. So in addition to attending the meetings, we really want them to be involved, to volunteer, to take a role, and we have just tons of opportunity for that. So in the past, those responsibilities to get the person involved really fell on the member and perhaps the leader of, the, of an area in the chapter that had to find them or talk them into doing it. So this year, strategically, we added a volunteer director, and she has just started in the role. So we hope that um, by the end of this year, we'll have an actual platform, like you mentioned, where the minute you join, you are onboarded correctly, just as if you were an employee of a company. You're made aware of the opportunities to volunteer and the levels of involvement that match your interest. And, and honestly, we should use technology to do that as well. So we're looking forward to that. That's a big improvement we're going to make. Yeah, that, and, and engagement, I think, is the key word there. We're really trying to get our members engaged. Now, um, is there any uh, work you guys do with the community in general? You mentioned some uh, like as affiliations like with the Adobe Group. Is there other community outreach you guys do? Yeah, let me, let me tell you that that's one of our strengths. So I have four organizations that we've been involved with for several years. And the involvement ranges from our members using their professional skills to design training for these nonprofits because they don't have a staff to do that. Uh-huh, or nice. conducting a training class and or maybe even setting strategies. So we've been working with the Atlanta Habitat for years and, you know, Habitat's mostly volunteers, and one of the key requirements that you have to uh, to do when you get a home as a Habitat owner is you have to give back. You have to give sweat equity back. You have to help another person build a house or often speak about the benefits of Atlanta Habitat. So we every year do presentation skills class because our members know how to do classes, right, and our members know how to give good presentations. So we teach these homeowners on uh, how to do better presentations because they have to stand up and speak. And another great program that Habitat Atlanta Habitat has is they often give free computers to their new homeowners. And we found or they found that these folks don't necessarily know how to use them. So our members also do classes on the weekends to teach folks the basic computer skills. So 
Atlanta Habitat's a volunteer organization. They don't have a talent management department or a training department or a very big paid staff. So our members get to practice these things that they do know how to do for a nonprofit. We do the same thing with uh, uh, Atlanta Community Food Bank. Um, we also volunteer at the Recycling Center. We also work with Goodwill of North Georgia. They have a great career development arm, and we go in and help folks learn how to improve themselves so they can advance themselves in the career. And this year we're going to be involved with the United Way and what the United Way needs. And everybody's familiar with the United Way, great nonprofit. But what they need is they need a long-term training strategy. So we're going to reach out to our senior leaders who are members of our organization or maybe some of those big organization companies, and those folks know what it means to create strategy. So United Way needs help with creating a training strategy. We have members who know how to do that. If we can connect it to, it's a win for both. And when I say volunteering is great to develop your skill set, it also feels good because you're helping a nonprofit. But some of our leaders, like myself, who are on the wrong side of 40, it's not, it's not that I need to learn more about how to train better, but I have stuff to give back. So that's probably my level of involvement is giving back to the young folks coming up or the organizations that need help with that. Now, are you bullish for young people that are just getting out of college? you think there's a lot of opportunity? Is this an area they should be uh, investing their time and their energies? In? Absolutely. Sadly, when we look around the room at our events, it's, uh, it's an older-looking older group. Well, one of the, I think one of the things uh, to – for those folks is it provides an opportunity a leadership opportunity for them that they might not otherwise get or that right. they might have to be in their position for 10 years before they might get into a leadership position as a volunteer they have an opportunity to step pretty much right into a leadership position so it's good experience so now as well. when they're right out of college what's the role they typically would get in an organization I think that has a lot to do with what the organization needs mm -hmm. and what they're willing to contribute. I mean, I think there's a balance there. So, Doug, as an organizational development uh, professional at Georgia State and as VP of Programming, uh, I'm interested to hear how those two complement and contribute to, to each other, in your view. How has one impacted the other for you? Well, um, I think from a personal perspective, I am a singular, uh, singular contributor uh, at GSU, so I don't have staff that works for me. Uh, so this has uh, provided an opportunity for me to assume a leadership position uh, that I wouldn't be able to get at, uh, at Georgia State. One of the other things, too, is uh, Richard mentioned uh, that networking is an important piece of, uh, of what we provide, uh, and that's certainly, uh, I, I think, a significant thing. My inv I've been involved uh, for about five or six years on the leadership end of, uh, of the chapter, and f quite frankly, it was through that uh, networking that I uh, found the position that I'm currently at at Georgia State. So there's certainly benefit for those folks out there that are looking for work, uh, and we didn't really speak to that, but that uh, they shouldn't not join a professional organization because they don't have a job. That's one of the good ways uh, to go about finding what's uh, finding what's out there. So uh, being a member of ACD Atlanta has helped improve my skills, like Richard was speaking to earlier, uh, specifically for me in the in the leadership area. 
So I want to dive back into this SIG gig thing a little bit, if we could. Uh, I think you said you had six. We do. uh, Six of them, 50-plus events a year. And there's some effort uh, around aligning with national communities of practice. Have I got that right? Yeah, indeed. Last year, um, one of the the things that we have to do as a chapter is one of our uh, chapter requirements is to have members who are both members of the chapter and members of national. So one of the things that we thought about, well, that we have done uh, is uh, in an effort to kind of connect the dots between ACD Atlanta and uh, ACD National is to uh, align our special interest groups with the communities of practice of uh, National. National introduced the communities of practice, I think, a year, uh, a year, year and a half ago, and it basically... Uh, provides buckets, if you will, for national members in like workforce development, human capital, sales enablement. Those are some of the names of the communities of practice at national. So to uh, so that we were better aligned with national and so uh, that we were uh, that we can connect begin to connect the dots between the value of being an ASCD Atlanta member and the value of being an ASCD national member we changed the names of our SIGs this year we uh, aligned them pretty much one for one with the communities of practice for instance we had uh, our sales improvement gig became the sales enablement uh, special interest group because that's what ASDD National uh, uh, has. And, you know, you, you talked about 50 uh, events or so. That's that's just really uh, – well, well, I guess that's that, that's pretty accurate. The, the SIGs and GIGs probably have about 50 events uh, by themselves, and then we have six uh, chapter meetings over the course of the year. And the professional development uh, – uh, uh, the director for Pro- uh, professional development has about – 25 or 30 events going on this year as well. So the total number is significant. So there's always something to do. Always something to do. Now, Richard, why do you think that the Greater Atlanta chapter um, has such a a strong membership as compared to the other chapters around the country? Uh, I think it goes back to giving our audiences what they want. And what our audiences want is two things. One, knowledge to do their job better, and two, the opportunity to network with like-minded professionals. And we clearly, with the membership base that we have and the sheer number of events, have more than enough networking opportunities, either in learning something or giving back to the community or volunteering on the board. Whatever way you want to meet and connect with someone, we have the ability to offer that. So so connecting others is a very big strength. And you you got to look at 60 events a year. That's a lot of events, and whether they're online, uh, a big chapter meeting with 100 people, uh, a special interest group in Savannah, or a geographic interest group in Savannah, we just have a lot of knowledge that we disseminate. And um, Doug mentioned the Tin Can API. That's a leading-edge concept that it's not even out of the box yet. In other words, you can't use it. Folks are just talking about it. And we had a, wor- a, ha- a half a whole day workshop just two weeks ago with maybe twenty to thirty people that attended to learn what Tin Can API does, and that's something that the best companies aren't even going to do for six months probably. So we've got the knowledge out there to a lot of folks, and I think somebody mentioned mobile learning a while ago. You know, being able to do things mobily on your phone yeah. um, is Doug. We have something at Home Depot. I, I forget if it's this week or next, but we have a a meeting at Home Depot about how they embrace and use mobile technology as a big corporation. So, Yeah, and I think one of the reasons that we're successful, too, is uh, the f- 
the fact that we are able to generate a significant number number of folks who are willing to volunteer and work with us. I mean, that's really key. As Richard mentioned earlier, it's over 100 people it takes really to run the run the chapter, and we're uh, as a group very good at getting folks to uh, to join us and and volunteer. But the, is there something that's unique about Atlanta that um, you know wouldn't every every chapter have these same you know they'd like to have these same kind of goals that you guys have but you guys are attracting a lot more numbers they have Doug they have Doug and Richard <laughs> yeah there you go <laughs> yeah I would say the board for the Greater Atlanta chapter is just great leadership just the strongest group strongest board we've had I mean every year there's a good group of board members that want to do this. Like I mentioned earlier, being involved is stronger than just being a seagull watching from Right, just signing up and saying, yeah, i got to do this, and I just put my name on a list, and I never attend, and I don't participate. You guys seem to be at least getting a lot more engagement and a lot more people involved. Well, as an example of uh, the engagement piece, we are probably may well be the only chapter. ASTD National has an annual leadership conference Mm -hmm. in October. We send everybody. We send our entire executive board, and as a matter of fact, uh, uh, we are sending our director-level folks as well to this event, and that's like 10, 11, 12 people. And to my knowledge, we're the only chapter that sends everyone. Mm. We feel that it's worth the money. Right, it's that important. Right, right, and, uh, and that, that's, a, that's a difference, I think. And you guys have an annual conference and exposition uh, here as well, right? We, yeah. do. So, we do. Yeah, speak to that a little bit. Um, well, I'll just jump in, and Richard can uh, can pick up. It's in it's in August. It's our uh, uh, as you said, it's conference and exhibition, uh, and uh, it, it's we last year I think we had two three hundred people yeah three hundred thirty uh, attend, registers attend, and we usually get keynotes. This year, uh, we're bringing in uh, Kirkpatrick and Phillips, two folks who are very big into. Uh, determining return on investment for uh, learning and development uh, efforts. Um, Richard, you want to add? Uh, yeah, I think someone earlier asked about how do we use technology uh, to get folks uh, or to use technology to disseminate learning. So ACE is an event also where not only do we bring this great keynote speakers in, but we also have a lot of programming, uh, probably probably 6 to 12 different speakers talking about what's new and what's the latest uh, technology to use for training. And at last year's event, we actually had one of our keynotes present virtually. I think he lived in Florida. The event was here How cool in is Atlanta. That? Yeah. And so like a hologram? Yeah, he looked like a hologram. <laughs> it was so, a <laughs> you know, it's just a big event, 300 people in a room listening to a thought leader who doesn't live here. I mean, that sends the message that you can you can share things and learn from a distance so our ace event allows it's our biggest event you know we expect between three and four hundred people again this year and six to twelve programs maybe pre-conference workshops great keynotes and a slew of sponsors you know we didn't mention sponsors yet but you know we serve a lot of audiences you know we serve learning professionals we serve learning leaders we serve the companies in the atlanta area that need talent and we also serve our sponsors. You know, we have a great opportunity for these folks that are out there selling products and services that want to get the message out to, you know, almost 2,000 people. You know, we have almost 800 members, but we really almost reach 2,000 individuals because the folks that attend don't necessarily join. 
So uh, we do we do partner with a lot of great sponsors in the area. So yeah, who are some of your some of your sponsors? Well, uh, we probably don't have time to list them all, but I'd be interested to hear who some of them are. Well, we worked with um, EBSCO Publishing, who, if I'm thinking back to last year's right um, conference, where they they were one of the conference sponsors, um, Training Pros. Um, we work with Adobe. We mentioned, and these we, are organizations all very committed to to improving the the profession, right? To yeah, and there's the there's even local printers like Greenlight Printing, and you know, there's companies that want to get their their services out there that aren't aren't pure training companies but we have a great audience yeah and we have lots of different levels of sponsorship as well which is i think one of the reasons that we have a very successful sponsorship program we have folks who provide uh uh refreshments at our sig meetings uh um, i'm just trying to think of the name of that uh jason's yeah jason's deli is uh has uh, sponsored right, so there's lots and lots of ways to get involved absolutely at, no matter what you do really absolutely now, uh, Richard, is there when you took on this role of president, is, did you have some things that you wanted to accomplish during your term? Well, I think I've been involved as a board member for four years, and at the stage of my career, you know, I really wanted to give back, and it wasn't so much that I thought I could get a lot out of it by being president. I just thought I could lend my uh, what I've learned over the years, you know, running groups to make the chapter just even better than ever. We've always had great boards. This year's strategic initiative is really about challenging ourselves to be the best. So as Doug mentioned earlier, we consolidated the board from 13 positions to seven. Uh, We can move a little quicker. Uh, We can make decisions faster. Um, It's easier to make decisions on programming when you're over all of the programming like Doug is as opposed to collaborating with three people. So I think, for me, the personal challenge is, is challenging ourselves to be the best chapter ever because it's always been great and trying to trying to grow membership, for sure, and try just connecting others. I, I just think it, it's just a great opportunity for me to give back what I've got out of it over the past few years. So at the risk of extending the program another hour and a half, uh, maybe we should just hit the high spots, but uh, let's share with our listeners some upcoming events, some near-term upcoming events. Well, uh, uh, this evening, as a matter of fact, we have uh, the Career Development SIG. Is uh, There's a guy in, that, in town named Jay Litton who put together uh, uh, an interview approach called the WOW, W-O-W, uh, and he's presenting at our uh, Career Development SIG uh, this evening. Uh, chapter meeting is uh, in uh, early April, uh, as uh, Richard said at the at the Home Depot. That's a couple of the events that uh, that we have coming up. Yeah, and then there was um, the w- there's one about mobile learning specifically for at Home Depot. I just can't. Uh, Home Depot to... must be a marvelous supporter of you guys to, to be able to, to provide those facilities and everything. Yeah, That's well, terrific. we've been there. We have we have the Knowledge Development Center, who we hold a lot of our meetings at. So mm-hmm. they're a sponsor. But we try to do our big chapter meetings at, at big companies. So um, Home Depot, we do it every other year probably because right. everybody recognizes them as a, a great company in Atlanta. Uh, we've done things at UPS. We've done things at Novellus. But um, the chap and Coca-Cola, everybody mm-hmm. enjoyed the, the, the visit to the Coca-Cola Enterprises. And now you've done things at Business Radio X. You just That's throw correct. us right hey. in with Coke and Home Depot. <laughs> yeah, we, have, we have made it. <laughs> 
so what's the best way for our listeners to reach out, learn more about the opportunity to, to join ASTD for those that are already there to make sure that they're tapping into all these fantastic opportunities? Well, our website is www.astdatlanta.org. Uh, we have a terrific events calendar. We have a terrific uh, site for community involvement. We have an opportunity to volunteer site. We have a job board that folks can look for job opportunities. Oh, nice. And we have, a, of course, our sponsors are listed, and we have a provider directory. So we also attract folks that want to provide training services that may be a, an individual rather than a company. So our provider directory is there also. So all, most of the information is driven from that website. And, and we're redoing the website. We should be out here... I don't know, in the next uh, couple of months, I Yeah, think. I'm glad you mentioned that. We talked about young folks earlier and right. students. Yeah. So our uh, vice president of marketing and communication is partnering with uh, Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech, yeah. And a group of students have taken on a class project to redesign our website. So they're getting oh, wow. involved with, with our organization. Yeah. And we're, yeah, getting, we're excited. We're getting a good website out of them. Well, it has been an absolute delight having you gentlemen come down and visit with us. So you got to come back. Keep us updated hey, on what's going on. Happy to do on. so. All right. Well, until next time, this is Stone Payton for Lee Cantor, our guests this morning, Richard Fletcher and Doug Samuels, and everyone here at the Business Radio X family saying we'll see you next week on Learning Insights. 